So this morning we turn to God's word again as recorded for us in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 6. It's a section that the Bible captions as the whole armour of God. I read from verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And it's that clause there, stand firm then with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. I'm sure you remember that we are looking at this section at the end of Paul's letter to the Ephesian Christians. And having given the Ephesian Christians directions as to what to believe and how to live, he recognises that the Christians are going to face many challenges and particular they are going to be opposed by Satan and all of his agents. Paul particularly witnessed this in the city of Ephesus where there was such a great deal of evil spiritual activity. But it's not alone for people who lived in the first century in Ephesus. For all of us who live in the modern world, there are forces of darkness at work to mislead and to undermine our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a real spiritual battle. And we have seen that the Apostle Paul has been teaching us that God has given us a defence against the enemy's attacks. You remember he has a twofold attack. He comes as a roaring lion trying to frighten us from pursuing the Christian life. He comes to make us fear what people will say and think and do. Or he comes as a lying spirit, a wolf in sheep's clothing, to mislead us and to undermine our faith with deception and fake Christianity. And so he's always busy and we need a defence. And the first defence we learnt was the belt of truth. We need to make the truth part of us. We need to absorb what God has revealed concerning the essential basic things that we need to understand as we live as human beings in the world God has made. And then we saw that we needed the breastplate of righteousness. We, we need to have a, a, a right relationship with God and a righteousness that comes from God that gives us a confident standing with God. And that righteousness is provided by the life and the death of the Lord Jesus, and received by faith. But now the Apostle comes to remind us that we need a third piece of uh, defence, protection, uh, in the spiritual battle of our lives. And as we saw with the boys and girls, Roman soldiers had particular footwear as they uh, lived and served in the Roman army. They were called Caligi or Celsi, and they were like sandals, 
but they had uh, soles with hobnails in them to protect their soles and to give them grip. And they were a halfway house between a sandal and a boot so that they were comfortable and breathable and would enable them to march many miles without pain, but they were also flexible to give mobility. Now Paul is comparing our spiritual warfare with a Roman soldier's footwear. And he's describing it as uh, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Let me remind you first of all, as we build up to understanding the use of the sandal, that the Apostle Paul is talking about the gospel. That's the good news. That's the good message translated from the Greek. And essentially the gospel is the good news that God has revealed himself and reached down into humanity with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our lost and condemned estate, to bring us into the experience of God's love and God's care and salvation. And sometimes it's that message of the gospel includes the, the, the message of the good news, not simply uh, uh, the good message. He refers to it sometimes as the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Christ, the everlasting gospel, the gospel of salvation. So it's telling us about a message that's from God, that's uh, uh, revealing God's grace, it's a message that brings salvation, it's a lasting message, it's a timeless, relevant message. And if it's received, it gives us eternal life, and it brings us into God's kingdom forever. It brings peace to the guilty. It brings uh, hope to the troubled and peace in daily life. It's a very timeless relevant message, very relevant in the 21st century. The prophet Isaiah envisages the messenger coming with the gospel. He says, how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. The prophet foresaw the day when this message was going to go all around the world as it continues to do so to this very day. He talks, the apostles talking about the gospel, the good news of Christ. And then he talks about the gospel of peace. Here it's linked to peace. When we embrace the gospel, the good news, it brings peace. At all times in the history of the world, people have longed for peace. Peace internationally, peace in Eastern Europe, in the world. Peace in communities where there's strife and trouble and unpleasantness. Peace in the the workplace where there's often antagonism. And uh, restlessness seems to be, to me, one of the features of human nature. 
And there are so many people who are, are deeply troubled today. This is how the prophet Isaiah put it. There are some people saying, peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. And I believe that that's a feature of our time. There is a great deal of anxiety in our age. I think it's a feature of contemporary life. The people, are, people are around us are ill at ease. They may put on a good, brave front. They may try and blot out the things that are troubling them. And uh, there are people who are trying to find peace of mind through Eastern mysticism and yoga. It tells us that people are trying to find peace. Uh, there's a nature program that some of you may watch, Winter Watch. Uh, and one of the things that they now almost include in every program is what they call a mindful moment. And they featured on this program several people recently who've had breakdowns. And uh, they claim that na looking at nature is restorative. Well, yes, I'm sure it helps. But it doesn't deal with a root problem. That these people are troubled because their life has a certain amount of meaningless and hopelessness. And they've got no, no peace of mind. This is why young people are taking drugs today. This is why many are, are, are alcoholic. They're trying to blot out their uneasy feelings and their anxieties. And they're like the people that the prophet Isaiah faced. The, 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 the wicked are like the unbelieving sea, are like the sea that's tossing and troubled. And... What we need to face is that we really need to find a peace that deals with the root, deals with human troubled minds. In, in the days of the prophet Ezekiel, he said, There are those who lead my people astray, saying, Peace when there's no peace. And because when a flimsy wall is built, they cover it with whitewash, therefore they tell those who cover it with whitewash, it's going to fall. Where is the whitewash you covered with it? In other words, um, Ezekiel was saying that people who give false peace, people who think you're going to find ultimate peace through um, mindfulness, through yoga, through drugs, you're like, they're, they're like dodgy builders. And instead of repairing structural track, uh, <coughs> instead of repairing structural cracks in a wall, they're just painted over. And we need to find a peace that really gets to the root of our unease. And we need to find God's peace. The peace that comes to us alone through the Lord Jesus Christ. Where God has sent his Son to be our Saviour and to reconcile us to God and to give us hope and to give us the promise of God's presence through a troubling life and through unsettling circumstances. So that's what is in the mind of the Apostle. The gospel of peace is what we need in a world where Satan wants us to feel anxious and troubled and guilty and hopeless. And we need to have God's peace. So how does he 
work out how a Roman soldier's sandal helps us. Well, the first thing uh, about a Roman soldier's footwear, uh, and the first thing about the gospel of peace, is it's protective. It's protective. The Roman soldier's footwear had those hobnails that I showed you in the picture, because they would often have not landmines, as soldiers might face today, but people would put sharpened spikes in the ground to stop advancing armies coming into their territory. And they would camouflage these spikes with leaves or soft soil, so that when an advancing army came on their patch, their feet would be pierced, and there's nothing worse for a soldier than to have damaged feet. And so he needed something to give him protection. You know how if your feet hurt, you can't walk. And getting to my age, if I walk too far, my feet begin to swell up a bit. And uh, if you're a soldier and your feet are injured, it's a job to stand, let alone march, let alone advance. So it was essential for the soldiers. So what's the first effect of the gospel? And it's going, it, how is it going to protect us? This is how the Apostle Paul puts it in Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Receiving Jesus' message of forgiveness and acceptance protects us from fears that we are not right with God, protects us with fears that in this world we are just going to be overwhelmed and we need a Heavenly Father to love us and know us. And when you confess your sin to the Lord Jesus Christ, you will know peace, peace in your conscience. You will have a desire that, to have, live peaceably with other people. You will want to be one of Christ's peacemakers and peacekeepers. The Apostle says in, in Colossians, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. We support each other as Christians. We want to live at peace with each other. We want to seek the best interests of one another. We belong to an army with good footwear, the footwear of peace and a delight in peacefulness. And that's one of the first things we need. And we need to keep making sure that we are enjoying that peace. There's a famous verse which really illustrates it, which is, which is something probably some of you absolutely memorised. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do not be anxious, but pray. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the first thing that uh, we need in our spiritual warfare where we're unsettled by temptation, we're unsettled by Satan's lies, where his uh, opposition makes us fearful 
of walking with God and confessing Christ. Put on the gospel of peace, the sandal that gives you peace of mind that all is well with you and with God. Secondly, the gospel of peace gives us stability. Footwear is designed to give you stability and a firm footing. Now, I sometimes get told off at home for not going around the house in slippers. I like to wear shoes, and sometimes my wife detects that perhaps I've been uh, somewhere where my foot has got a bit dirty. (laughs) But I don't like going around in slippers. They don't give you any support. You you want something that gives you support. And uh, the Roman soldier knew that. He would have to sometimes be in hand-to-hand combat. And uh, those hobnails were not only protective, but they would give him a grip and traction in battle. If you've ever done tug-of-war, you know sometimes that once your opponent begins to get on top of you, your feet begin to slip. You can't grip, you can't dig your heels in. And uh, the Roman soldier would know what it would be buffeted by his enemies sometimes in close combat. And he would want feet that gave him a firm footing. We show pictures uh, to the children of an athlete's um, shoes with spikes to get a a grip and give stability. And so when you know the Lord and the gospel has been entering your heart and you have peace with God, it's going to give you a wonderful stability in life. You can say, all is well with my soul. You can say, the Lord is with me in whatever is happening. So many people are chopping and changing in life and their opinions change and their view on life changes. This is what Paul says earlier in his letter. If we've received the gospel, he says, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. He says, we know what we believe. There's credibility about our faith. We know why the world is like it is. We know what the future holds. We're stable. God's revealed himself to us. We trust in him. We don't have to keep looking for something else to get hold of and give us some comfort and hope and a future in life. We've become established. We've got a firm footing. We've got a foundation to build on, which are good shoes, which is the gospel. We don't need anything else. This is sufficient for us. Can there be anything more wonderful than to have that confidence? You see, a worrying soldier's no good. Did I check my feet before I set out this morning? Have I got the right shoes on? No, no, no. The the Roman soldiers put them on and he knows they have just what he needs. And if you have the gospel in your heart, you've got a stability in life. You're not going to be forever searching for something more to bring you peace and bring you hope. And when Satan comes to you with his lies, you say, no, 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 that's not right. I know what the truth is. I know Jesus Christ can be trusted. I know the word of God is reliable. 
I know God is good. Whatever you say and make me think about it. I've got stability through the gospel of peace. This is how Spurgeon put it many years ago. The church of Christ is continually presented under the figure of, Omar, uh, under the figure of an army. <clears throat> Yet its captain is the prince of peace. His object is the establishment of peace. And its soldiers are men of a peaceful disposition. The spirit of war is opposite to the spirit of the gospel. And yet, the Christians on earth until Christ comes again will be the church armed, the church at war, and the church that will conquer. Why? Because we have a stable footing given us in the gospel that brings us peace. But then there's another aspect that we must not overlook. The gospel of peace gives us mobility. A soldier needs mobility. Now, you, I showed you some of those big black boots that uh, soldiers uh, might wear today. But we remember that the Roman soldier's boot was more like a sandal. You see, a, a, an army has to move around. In uh, olden times, we would have a cavalry. So soldiers could quickly advance on the horses into the opposing army. Hitler invented a new motorized mobility called Blitzkrieg. And he drove his fastest mobile vehicles into enemy territory to conquer. And we need to move around as spiritual people. We need flexibility. The Roman soldier um, would have these great sandals to give him mo mobility of movement. If a soldier couldn't move, um, he would be a sitting duck. If a soldier didn't have light footwear, he couldn't advance quickly. And you see, the gospel of peace enables us to press on in the Christian life. There may be duties that lay ahead of us, challenges that we may face, and Satan might try and discourage us from doing the things that God is laying on our heart and that we feel that we should be doing. And uh, Satan will try and make us turn back. But when we got the sandal of peace in our hearts, uh, we know that God is with us. We know it's God's call to please him and to serve him. We know that this is the best thing possible that we can do, be doing in our lives is pleasing the Lord and uh, we can sing with the hymn writer peace perfect peace the future all unknown we know that Jesus reigns upon the throne you remember how in uh, the time of the Bible God told Gideon to collect an army and use it to drive out the invading Midianites. Remember how he collected 32,000 men? And uh, God said, there's too many. Send the ones that are fearful home. So 22,000 went back home. 10,000 remained. God then said, there's still too many to, uh, to fight the Midianites. Uh, get them to take a drink and watch them. Watch how they drink. 
and the ones that drop down on their knees to drunk, drink and uh, the ones which stood ready for action were different. Those who dropped down to drink couldn't see enemies coming. But those who scooped up the water and drank from cupped hands were only 300 in number. But they were ready for action. They were ready for going forward because they were alert and they were aware that God was going to go with them and strengthen them. It doesn't need a great number to do God's work, but it does need men and women who are ready to go forward. Boys and girls ready to advance, knowing that God is with them. And we have to ask ourselves today, as Christians, are we prepared to do what, Paul, uh, what Peter says? Always give an answer to everyone who asks you of the reason, the hope that you have with gentleness and respect. You know, one of the things that I've been reading this week in preparation for another meeting is understanding the pressures upon young Christians or, or young people growing up in Christian homes. And uh, one of the things that is being stressed is the importance of families and youth leaders to help young people answer the kind of questions that they're going to have in our today's society. Now, I mustn't deflect myself from my main message, but that is, is, is an important thing. The message that God has given us is relevant for every age and every situation. Remember the lepers? Let me give you another Old Testament illustration. You remember there was this besieged city and uh, the lepers there were starving like everybody else. And uh, they came to the point, they said, well, we're going to die of starvation here. We might as well go out to the enemy camp and see if there's anything to eat there. When they got there, overnight the enemies had gone and they'd left their supplies. And the lepers were having a feast. They were enjoying food that they hadn't had for weeks. And suddenly, <coughs> they said to themselves, we're not doing right. This is a day of good news. And we're keeping it to ourselves. This gospel of peace is good news to share. To share with people who are troubled and anxious and fearful. People who are trying transcendental meditation to find peace and mind. Rather than finding it in Christ. Dr. Lloyd-Jones says this. The whole notion of readiness, quickness, watchfulness, mobility is inherent in the image of the picture employed here by the Apostle. There's nothing which is so fatal to successful progress as a sluggish, lifeless Christian. When I speak of the biblical gospel which our fathers held, I don't use old-fashioned language in preaching. We need the old truths in a modern suit. You mustn't clothe them in old, staid terminology or manner or method 
that was appropriate to the past, then we're already defeated because we've missed the whole principle of adaptability. Can you see what Lloyd Jones is saying? That this gospel is adaptable to every age, every generation. It's going to have application and relevance. It's going to help this present generation growing up in the faith and defending the faith and showing the folly and emptiness of modern views of life. So when Peter is saying to us, always be prepared to give an answer, what's he saying? He's saying make sure that you've got a special place in your heart for the Lord, that he really is your Lord. And secondly, try to be ready to give an answer to anybody who asks any questions about your faith. And when you answer, do it sensitively. Do it with gentle meekness. Peter says, do it with respect, keeping a clear conscience. We can speak a word. You know, there have been times I'm sure that we we feel guilty, we haven't said anything. And there have been times I know when we think afterwards we said the wrong thing. But you know, if the Lord's in our heart, it may not have been the wrong thing. It may have been just the thing the Lord wanted us to say. We might have thought with hindsight we could have said it better. But people know when we're sincere. People know when we're seeking to help them. So, brothers and sisters, the sandals of the gospel of peace. We can go on in our Christian life. Whatever the enemy is up to, whatever the type of fight we're in, it's a spiritual battle. But if we've got that peace of God that's come through the good news of Jesus, it's something we can share. Something better than our contemporaries of God. Something more lasting and fulfilling than our generation has got and is still seeking. The Lord Jesus is the Prince of Peace. His yoke is easy and his burden is light compared with the footwear that the world has to offer. Oh, may we be people who rejoice in this gospel of peace that we've got it on like shoes every day that we have it protecting our heart from guilt and fear that we have it giving us stability in a changing world that we have it giving us mobility to keep on pressing forward in our Christian life and to keep on sharing the message wherever the opportunity arises. May God